0: So when does a new year begin? When the old one ends? (laughs) When does a new year begin? I mean, it's, it's arbitrary. It really is. I mean, the earth, we discovered, rotates in about 24 of what we call hours. We made that up as well. It takes about 365 and a quarter of those 24-hour days to go around the sun one time, and so each year, every four years, we have to add a day to February in order to make everything line up somehow, and if somebody understands all that, let me know. Before 1582 there were a number of different calendars that were followed around the world and there still are different calendars there's a Hebrew calendar there's there's a Chinese calendar but there was this Julian calendar that was based on the Emperor Julius and it had all kinds of different permutations to it you can you can look it up we still have vestiges of that calendar because we now live under what is called the Gregorian calendar, which was in 1582. Pope Gregory was the one who put this together because they believed that the Julian calendar had gotten off by 10 weeks. Off of what is what I wanted to know. How they understand all of that is, is a little bit still of a mystery to me, even though I, I looked a lot of this up. And, and that calendar wasn't even adopted by a lot of the world until into the 1800s. So almost 400 years later, 300 years later, they still weren't operating under the calendar that we operate under now. And, and still, I don't know if you ever paid attention to this, October, November, and December were the 8th, 9th, and 10th months of the previous calendar. Think about it. October, November, December, eight, nine, 10. And so, if you were an alien and you came, well, why are your numbers for eight, nine, and 10, 10, 11, and 12? Like, this makes no sense. It's arbitrary. When do we begin a new year? Heck, we don't even know, we don't even agree on when the day begins. All right, for most of us, what would you say? When does the day begin? When does your day begin? In the morning, but when the what? If you didn't have an alarm clock, it would be when? When the sun comes up. When the sun comes up. Well, guess what? According to the Hebrews, that's not biblical. It's when the sun goes down is when the day begins. Because it says in Genesis, right? It was evening, It was morning, the first day. And still to this day, that's when the Sabbath comes for for the Jewish people. It comes Friday at sundown, not Saturday morning. And so, we talk a lot about, well, when does something begin? When do we have a new beginning? I mean, John here, the, the gospel writer, goes way back in the beginning and we know that this harkens back to the to the beginning in Genesis because the language is very similar it echoes the Greek here echoes the language of the Greek of the Septuagint which is the Greek version of of the Hebrew Bible from Genesis so you have this in the beginning but here John says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John goes back to the very beginning. So when, when was something new started? Well, way back when. You think this Jesus is a, is a new revelation? You think it's a new thing? He's been around from the beginning. And this is part of where we Christians even though we call ourselves monotheists, where, where we begin to see this Trinitarian sort of understanding. Because John says in the beginning was the Word, we believe that the Son of God, this, the Word of God was, was in the beginning with God to, to set everything up. And so many times we use this arbitrary turning of the calendar page to, to have some new beginnings, don't we? This arbitrary turning from December 31st to January 1st. I don't know if any of you watched the ball-dropping shows that were on. I mean, most of the shows, I'd never, I don't think I've ever seen this before, were, were really about, as we, as we might say, you know, throwing shade at 2020. Oh, we're so glad 2020's gone. We're so glad. You know, in 2021, we're going to be able to do everything that we weren't able to do in 2020. I, I saw a little, a little piece like, oh, we're going to go back to concerts. And we're going to be able to go to football games. And we're going to, we're going to be able to have parties again. We're going to be able to go back to the this and then that and the other thing. And, and I was like, wow, you must really be a prophet. Because I'm not really sure about any of that right now. But we have this great hope. We put this great hope in the turning of this calendar page. And it got me to thinking, where, where do we put our hope? Where do those of us who follow Emmanuel, God with us, where, where do we put our hope? Is our hope in the turning of A calendar page? Is that what gives us something fresh and new? Is it in that arbitrary sort of counting of our days? Is it in the sunrise or is it in the sunset? I don't think so. I think our hope is properly put in the purposes of God as it says in the scripture, in the mystery of God's will, which makes it a little more difficult to put our hope there, right, than in the turning of a page, because we don't always know what the will of God is it is a mystery to us and for me the mystery well, I love this definition of mystery is is it's not that you should stop trying to figure it out because it's ununderstandable it's there's so much truth in it that it's always going to be revealing things to us the mystery of the will of God is that we are always being shown God's purposes We are being reminded of them by the Scripture, and we are being brought into new understandings through the Spirit all the time. And so we are to be looking for those new beginnings, those new insights, those new things, at all times and places. It could happen at noon on January 13th. It could happen at 5 p.m. on April 17th. A new revelation, an understanding, a new beginning for you and for all people could come at any time. Because, you see, in Christ, He has become our new beginning. He opened the doorway for those who thought that God had abandoned them. And He said to them, and as it says in Ephesians He made it possible that they could be adopted. And what I love about that Ephesians passage is it's not just, oh, God is adopting you and you and you individually, even though it happens also on an individual basis. The language there is plural. God has adopted an entire people. Because you see, the Hebrews thought that they were the, the covenant people and that the Gentiles were not. But Paul says, in Christ, the door has been opened for the adoption of all people. That when the Word became flesh, the Word pitched its tent among us. This one who was in the beginning came to live with us, came to be one of us, to show us that we are part of God's family and that our hope is properly placed in Him. And that whether we live or whether we die, whether we are successful by the markers of the world, whether we are rich or poor, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And so to what purpose did God give us this new beginning? For what purpose did he adopt us? What what purpose did he give us this inheritance of his grace? Was it to dominate, to divide, to say we have the truth and you don't, so get on board? Was it to build our own little kingdoms? Well, you can already tell where I'm going. No. It was to take part in the mystery of God's will. And that will is to bring together all things in Christ. To bring unity among all people and among all things of the earth. That is where our hope is. Is one who comes to us in the mystery of God's will to bring all things together. So may this year be a new beginning for you whatever that means, whatever you need, ask for it in Christ. But we have been given a new beginning in him. Let us set our hope in the mystery of God's will. Amen.